magic happens. I'm so happy because we're with Sarah Goff today. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Our good, our good friend who we miss dearly, who is, um, God, I was thinking about this. I was like, come up with an intro for Sarah that wraps it up. If you've listened to our first two episodes and then what's the one, what's the one called? What You Resist Persists, a very nice Sarah saying. Um, you've already you've already become familiar with Sarah and her work. Um, she's a healer, Reiki, super mega psychic, died and came back to life with superpowers. Um, yeah, just all around good champion of Aries with Taurus moons, you know? Wow, you get a good memory, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never like, forget. It's frightening because she <laughs> never forgets anything. It's it's how I define people is by their sun and moon. It's uh, they sum up Aww. everyone. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I always apply it, so I always remember it. But hi, I miss you so much. Yeah, I we miss, miss you. you. You're up in uh, the uh, land of potatoes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've been eating them every day. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. a, a nice potato famine. Have you ever had potato pancakes? Oh yeah, yes. we make that often. Oh gosh, I love potato pancakes. So my good. people, my people are German, so they really like potato pancakes. My mom makes them here all the time. I don't nice. eat them. She uses oh, a terrible oil. Yeah. So Sarah, you guys got a van, right? You just purchased <laughs> a van, a van, or a truck or something. What did yeah. you do? We have a truck and we repurpose the back. We put in shelves and drawers and we can put our mattress in there whenever we're getting on the road. So nice. yeah, we just yeah. did a 3000 mile road trip to Ohio and back to Boise to pick up Sam's four kids. So now I have four kids. Oh yeah. My and you have a four legged there. Oh, hello. Yes. I keep asking her to go into the light. She's having a, a hard exit. Uh, she's like, how dare you introduce me like that? <laughs> yeah, is. yeah. We just had a long talk about it last night. You're just like, hi, this this is Dolly. We wish she would die. <laughs> if you guys if you guys become a patron, you can see Dolly who I'm cursing right now. I'm not. I love her so much. I love you so much. Dolly is a Virgo with a Taurus moon. Like you, Sarah. Same moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lovely. We're home homebodies. So how yeah, is Ohio? Yeah. I have to ask how Ohio was because I haven't been there since uh, December. I am not a huge fan of Ohio. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, any of the <laughs> uh, any of the middle and maybe this should be my secret is that any <laughs> any of the middle dwellers, the <laughs> the inland dwellers. Yes. Um, I, I just don't care if you can't get to a body of water really easily. I just, I have, I go nuts. Like we live really close to a lake and a river and I'm sure there's plenty of lakes and rivers in Ohio. So forgive me. Yeah. I got to, well, you got to see, I'll have to show you my Ohio. Okay. Um, yeah. Ryan's yeah. from Ohio. So like, yeah, I can so we show you We should really Ohio. shit on it in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, I think it's, there's such a heavy story around what's happened to why we've had to go there. So I think it's a bit colored by my yeah. having to go there. Uh, so I'm sure yeah. it's a lovely place. I'm sure. Yeah. I wonder what I, the uh, Ohio's sun and moon would be according to Angela. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. I'm not going to insult anybody. Just like anybody. outright disdain for like my I actually... Birth. 
I was actually thinking of Utah when I retched just now because I have like a similar feeling about Utah that Sarah is feeling for Ohio for the same reasons, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, but also because Utah is oppressive and a horrible place. So there's that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, just, people just, listening to this, they know, they know the problems with their states. And oh, look absolutely. at that's why everybody's protesting. That's why the world is coming alive. It's like all of a sudden, no, we're not going to, we're not going to stand for these problems anymore. No, I think it's important. I think it's really important. Any, we all knew too, there was unrest coming. There was social upheaval coming. We've all been feeling it within ourselves. So why wouldn't we see it in the world? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, it's been so hard to sleep the last couple of weeks and yeah. Even do you think right this, now. Yeah. Do you think, so do you think what's happening in the world is like a, um, you know, the, as within, so without kind of like, it starts within everyone and then it's like a reflection of is kind of what it sounds like you're saying. I, I am. Yeah, that's exactly right. I also, so my main practice is shamanism. I love how Angela introduces me, but I'm really a shamanic <laughs> practitioner. That's my main thing. There's so many things. There's so many things. I meant to write it down. So have it's like okay. a very professional intro. <laughs> All you have to say is she's a shamanic practitioner. That's it. You know, yes, there we go. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people don't know what that means. So I'm sorry. Sure. I'm getting close to the mic. No. I want to dominate this conversation. No, no. Tell us, tell us what that that means there while I sit here quietly. So I go, <laughs> I, I go between worlds and I communicate with your guides and compassionate, helpful spirits to bring forward your wisdom and remembering who you are so you can move with more ease in this world. And that's my job to be a witness, really, you're the one doing the work and remembering your wisdom. I'm just reminding you of it and yes. helping, like going this way, this way. Uh, yep. So that's prominently what my work does. As for what I think we're going through right now in shamanic belief, we would say that, you know, what we dream, we manifest, right? Like, so what we think about, we bring alive in our world. And we also believe that our inner landscape comes to life in our outer landscape. So if we're at, you know, discourse and ill will with ourselves, then we're going to see it in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to even comment on just, you know, just me experiencing Ohio that way going in there, I feel very unsettled. So of course I would see the unsettle in Ohio. Yep. Doesn't doesn't mean that Ohio is an unsettling place. It means that I, my inner landscape is unsettled there. So it's not a fair call. And this is, you know, everyone's wisdom. We all have access to our internal landscape. It's whether we choose to get in touch with it or not. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And it is very deep, intimate work and really hard to do alone because we're always like, squirrel. I mean, it's always... <laughs> How many times have you been meditating and you're like, oh, that grocery list or whatever it yep. is, you know, it's, so it's really nice to have a guide, uh, to help lead you through doing this internal work. And you guys have worked with me. So, you know, that's probably yeah. what I go in for. I'm like, let's go in there. Let's be your greatest authority and kind and welcome all the things. 
Yes. Uh, yes. Sarah has been doing really good guided meditation via Zoom that I live for. I love them. Thanks. I'm so glad you're doing them. It's, yeah, it's, you know, I protested against it. That was my protest last year. (laughs) I won't won't do this online. Like the past year, my guides have been like, go online and teach. And no, go online, do the Zoom, teach a class now. And I've just been like, took me and then we all ended up inside and I was like oh I guess I have to learn this overnight and they were like <laughs> get a yep. lesson yep man this this whole awakening um I'm reckoning big time this has been a very hard couple of days for me um with and I've been I've been doing past life readings for people and all that stuff's coming to the surface the veil's really thin right now and I feel like it's a time of I just said this to somebody, a client yesterday. It's a time where all the lessons we learned that we keep ignoring, we can't ignore anymore. Like, no. And I think we've spoken about this before. This is also, I mean, there's many things, right, going on in the world. It's not just this one part of the unrest on the inside. There's many parts, but I think it's also directly talking to, um, and I love how squirrel, it just happened. Just happened. A real squirrel? No, God, my mind, my mind, no, my mind. I, I am currently plotting to um, abduct some squirrels. Uh, I have a bag. Oh, it's not here. I usually have a bag of peanuts right here that I've been blurring them. They <laughs> they're keep real, coming closer. They're symbolism of playfulness. So keep playing. Good. Yeah, they symbolize. Uh, I think it's important to remember too, whoever is out there that's doing the kind of work you are, Angela, it's, I've been feeling it big time too, is that we have got to do our end ritual at the end of sessions. We have to make a lot more clear to spirit that, okay, I'm finished now. Oh, I like that. I'm finished now. And whatever energy I was helping them flush through and clean, please send it back to them for their highest good. Yes. That's it's, so good. I will take that away and remember that. Really amplified right now because we're all doing this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, um, I recently just watched a movie that was made about my past life. I'm not going to talk about what that was. If anybody listens to the episode, which and famous, you already know who, who I was. And, um, I loved it. I got clarity on some stuff like, cause I kind of, okay. Just to get like very real, the show sharp objects, the series that HBO did of the, uh, Gillian, is that her name? Gillian Anderson? I love Gillian this Anderson. author. Gillian Anderson. Thank you, Ryan. Um, she wrote Gone Girl. It is so disturbing. It is so dark, so gothic, Southern. And I've watched it twice and I read the book in two days. And I love it. And watching this film that was made about like the darkest period of my life, uh, my last life, I came alive. And my dark side is part of me that's supposed to be celebrated. It's, I mean, I did, I'm doing some, I'm like, I'm like, waist deep in shadow work this week but then my ex-husband from that lifetime who came at me in this lifetime and i the pattern started to repeat and i got rid of him 11 years ago oh my god like the i remember him i remember him from that life and i remember the pain mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm going through the pain of that last life right now and even though i've already i i mean i think i've made my peace with it but the it's like there's a reason I'm feeling it again. And the other night, um, 
because I was such an accomplished writer, I think that's why I kind of just like piss it away in this life. Like I take it a little bit for granted. And this was our problem in that lifetime in this. He was very mm -hmm. jealous and competitive. And last night I was like, write something dark and delicious for fun. And I went back to a novel I'd been writing and I was like, oh my God, she has to live. This person has to live. I can't, I can't neglect this last lifetime. I, you know, it's, but a lot of people I've been reading have these like tragedies. Some of them are, are centuries old. Like these lifetimes are so far behind them. Mine was just, I died in 1967. Like mine was pretty recent, but um, uh, they're like coming to the surface issues with children, um, just like relationship stuff. It's wild. I yep. feel like we're like right up against the old versions of ourselves. Like we have a twin right now. Well, these are called our ancestors. Mm, yes. And that's, I think, a huge also part of what we're going through. This isn't just about George Floyd. This is about being knocked around for centuries. Yeah. And you're now at the end of the day, and that person says that one last thing that pisses you off, and you go, rah! Yep. Hell yeah. And that's why you've been drawn to do the past life work to help people clean out these closets and open channels for healing because we cannot heal as a country, as humans. We're not going to be able to heal until we clean out the pipelines to our ancestors. Those, those pipelines are so congested. If you think about how many people do you know that hate their parents now? <laughs> Wow. Oh my God, Sarah. What? Okay. Tell this is what, what, this is what I wanted to really share today. Yeah. Yes. So I, and also what I was going to comment on earlier is we talked about it before and that is, I don't know why, but it, it, this time I only saw this time as the room being black and white and blood splattering and you can't ignore the blood on the wall anymore. That's how wow. this time looked to me five years ago. And I just kept saying to people, get straight in your head, be honest with your thoughts, get real with yourself, get honest with it because you're not going to be able to lie about who you are when this time shows up. Yeah. We can't repress our feelings anymore. We can't deny them anymore. So what they're discovering in psychology, and I'm sure you've heard or probably alluded to this at certain points, but families that are from traumatic experiences like the Holocaust, they're discovering that those descendants have it in their DNA, PTSD. Yes, yes. And this is like science is proving what spirituality has been saying for a really long fucking time. And that is get straight with your ancestors, man. Sarah, tell, tell these people, these good listeners, tell them ways they can do that. Tell yes. them ways to connect. I'm all ready for that. So, <laughs> so the first place to start with guess who? <laughs> Take a wild guess, Angela. Don't tell me. With me, with yourself. <laughs> Ryan, do you think she's right? I think she's right, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and and you'd both be correct. Uh, so it's getting straight with ourselves. Like, where have you been not accepting yourself? 
right? So then we work on the self-acceptance, which Angela, you know, you've been in so many of my workshops. That's like the first place we go to, right? Yeah. Is the self-acceptance. Who am I? Why do I deny it? This creates those shadow corners. And then we got bigger work to do later. So this is the same thing we've done with our ancestors. So if I realize that I, uh, I really like drinking, right? And I'm like, oh, oh hey, hey, it's really easy. a thing for me. <laughs> really, that's really a thing for me, right? It's really a thing for me. Well, so does my father. Oh, so did my father's parents. Oh, so did my father's father's parents. And it goes back and it goes back and it goes back and it goes, is this mine? Wow. Oh my God, it's not. <laughs> this is a learned behavior. It's been in my family line forever. So then I can start to go, you want to call. So this is the first thing you want to do, folks, is you want to set the intention. First of all, are you doing this to promote healing in your family? Are you doing this so you can have harmony in your life? You know, these are intentions. Are you doing this to just help your community? Are you doing this just because you are sick of having uh, abundance issues? Because it's very common from family lines. Uh, so set the intention and then ask, sit down at an altar, make an altar space, create sacred space, make an offering of water, of a fruit. It doesn't have to be complex. A meal that is made with no love and intention is a hollow meal, but an apple that is presented out of sincere love is, is plenty of meals right? So we want to go with that intent and that love and that appreciation for where we've come from. Even if it's horrid, I don't have the best relationship with my ancestors. I've had to work on it diligently. But what has happened is that it's happened for so many centuries that people have not forgiven their parents. So many centuries and these souls get stuck and become earthbound spirits. Now, so a lot of you are dealing with ancestors that haven't fully crossed for centuries. Centuries, centuries. So you wanna call on the well and healthy ancestors. Mm -hmm. Don't just call on Uncle Joe who went last week. Call on the well and healthy. And this could be back to your indigenous culture. We all come from an indigenous culture. I don't care who you are. You all have somebody who wore a loincloth at one point. So it could be you get a vision of, of a caveman a really long time ago. That's okay. That might be the last time your ancestors were well. Okay, so then you're gonna ask them and say, hello, my name is, you're gonna introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Sarah Goff. I am a descendant of yours and I am looking to, to open the channel of healing in my family line for so-and-so. And you might have, geez, Angela, didn't get the So number. rude, so rude. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Your ancestors are like, what the hell was that noise? I was, just gonna say, I was just gonna say, this was a problem my ancestors had, not turning their phones on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good. So, so you want to uh, introduce yourself, state your intention, and it could be just healing for you. That's okay. That's not a selfish act because opening up healing in your ancestral line is going to heal a lot more people than you have any idea yeah. about. Now, 
your work after that is finished. The only other thing you have to listen to is, is there something you'd like me to do to help open up the healing from here? Because we're here, we're, we're moving forward, hopefully, you know, <laughs> like we're here moving forward. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is our time to exist. So we're not asking them to cord in and live through me. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not merging with them. I'm saying, hey, you guys, I'm down here trying to straighten your shit out. Is there anything you need me to do about that? You know, and then you listen and you listen, you trust and you take guided action and you might get, yeah, write an apology letter to your mother. Or you might start to feel like, oh God, I'm so pissed at my dad for doing that. You might start feeling that. Well then write an angry letter to your dad and burn it. Yeah, I have done that so many times. And you know, so these are things that we can do here in the now to help our descendants heal from past traumas, but it does take practice. It is, um, I do suggest if you know a well and healthy ancestor and you have their photo, put their photo up on your altar. If they are not well and healthy, do not put their picture uh -oh. on your altar. <laughs> I don't have any well and healthy ancestors, but I Correct. do have pictures of the unhealthy ones up only because they pop in a lot and we're, we're, we're working up the stuff we couldn't do before, but these are close Correct. ancestors. These are right. grandparents. And that's okay. You just, um, in shamanism, we don't, uh, want to keep the, the dead unrested. We want to mm. let them rest, especially like about five years after they go. Um, we really want them to, unpack on the other side and get comfortable and move in, you know, mm -hmm. enjoy that afterlife. Um, it's, it's not always healthy for them to keep being called back here. And this is why we call on the well and healthy. Yes. Yes. And then when you're done being in that receptive state and literally you don't have to sit there and kumbaya for all day, like sit there, make the offering to your altar. I'm here to help promote healing in my family line and then go take a walk in nature. You might get the message while you're walking. Um, clean your house. You might get a message while you're cleaning. But when you're finished with being in receptive and receiving mode, close it. Go back to the altar and say, thank you. My work is done for today and I will check back on you another day. I done. Love that. For those folks that don't have any contact with any well and healthy ancestors, I really strongly suggest working outside, uh, finding a tree that is willing to hold space for them and making an offering to the tree and asking, would you be a portal to hold space to help heal my family line? And then tie tie a little white bow on the tree and, and, <laughs> and take your, you know, water, recycling water out and feed the tree daily and, and really help feed what you can nurture, what you can hear in nature for we're all a part of nature, right? And the tree, let that tree symbolize your family tree. So help healing that is another great way if you can't, if you can't connect, if you're feeling blocked, if you're like, I got nobody who loves me, any of that, you know, <laughs> let yourself, let yourself start to nurture it from this side 
and, mm. and see what happens. You might get a medicine dream, a dream, uh, ancestors might come in through your dreams. Mine do all the time. I was doing some ancestral work this morning because they asked me to speak about this today. And <laughs> I lay down to do my journey and I hear Gramps. And I was like, oh, I'll have to ask Angela or Ryan if they called either one of their grandparents Gramps. And then I was, and then my guide was like, Sarah, it's your grandfather. And I was like, <laughs> Like it just like totally, it's so silly. I still I love have, that. I still have moments where I just miss it. I think it's for somebody else and it's really like- Yeah. Remember when we were, God, there's so much I could say about all of this. Um, one of the things I did want to say was uh, I did a workshop with you and um, Sarah and I are planning a big retreat mm -hmm. in the UK at my aunt's haunted in and pub. It's so special. The energy it's, there's tons of fairies. Like it's amazing. But, um, Aslan is going to do it with us. Yeah. And, um, I really want you to do this workshop again. It was so funny because I had gone through a breakup and I reached out to you and I was like, I just need to see you. I just need a one-on-one. -on -one. And you said, um, you said, no, you need to take this class and, and I, or workshop. And I came in and the very first one, I think it was the very first one, or I missed the first one. You had us meditate, we were, you know, lots of journaling, lots of journaling. You pinpointed for each of us, you had us like conjure a photo of ourselves mm -hmm. and you didn't tell us why. You said, just picture a photo of you when you were young. And this photo of me popped into my head where I was like, it was sixth grade. It was not a photo that I ever wanted up in the house. It was a terrible photo. It was one I thought I'd forgotten. And then we journeyed and we wrote stuff down. And then you revealed to us that photo, that time is when you started these bad habits, when you told yourself you were unworthy of love for these reasons. Oh my God, the room of people. And it's like, it was like 12 of us in your living room. We all burst into tears. It was it was magic. It was so incredible. It was so powerful. But that whole workshop really, because I've had lots of issues with my dad and I don't talk to him. And now I try to just like, I really have tried to um, think about the good things that I liked about him and uh, kind of laugh at what a dumbass he is. You know what I mean? Like, just like make it light. It doesn't, I don't have to be angry anymore. I've done all that. But I will say for people doing this work, I am the black sheep of my family because I will not condone molestation. I will not make light of the things that have been spreading through my ancestors for right up to this point, right up to where we are right now. Um, I will not normalize abuse or emotional abuse. I will not, I won't tolerate it. So I get like behind. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you're, you're out, you're out of the circle and you're not part, like my mom was on a call and they were singing happy birthday to somebody. And I sat at this table and I started to cry because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not part of my family because of this, but also I have to honor myself, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's so hard, but it, it also, I don't know. It, it, it is also like a validation that I'm on the right path because it is so Correct. hard. Well, questions. Do you think that you're the only one who's experiencing this in the world? No, not at all. And do you think that perhaps your soul knew that it would have a platform to speak for people? Yeah, absolutely. And so do you think your ancestors might have signed up to make sure you had enough fire under your ass to talk? <laughs> I 
that. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. But that's ancestral work right there is going, oh my God, that soul signed in to be a, a villain so that my soul wouldn't miss the opportunity to help others. Yeah. And then, and then we can start to release it. And that's yeah. part of grieving too, you know, which I think is also, and then I'll let Ryan say something on his show, but the, <laughs> Look, he's smiling. People have heard heard enough of me. I do have a question about that, what you just said, though. Um, Because, you know, people listening might wonder, like, well, you know, these souls that are signing up to be villains, right? So other souls have the fire under their ass to, you know, speak out about it. Mm -hmm. Like, if these souls didn't, if none of these souls signed up to be villains, the other souls wouldn't have to speak out about it, right? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, but the, but the piece we're missing is that we're here to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this is a video game, an easy game doesn't make any of us grow. I think about the video game thing all the time. Mario, I think about Mario with the gold coins and how like, I feel like a gold coin over per- people or places. Right. The video so- game is perfect. So it's like in the video game, this levels get harder and harder, right? And you have to go up worse and worse, up against worse and worse things. And at the end, there's usually like a final test, right? Yeah. And then, and then you get to go to the next level. Yep. I mean, it's literally, if we looked at life that way, this is the hero's journey. So I'm not saying that villains are awesome and rad i'm saying that we're all here to learn and grow which means we need to have that polarity of light and dark we have to have it and this is you know this time of the world it is starkly white and starkly black like you can tell the difference between what works and what doesn't and all the secrets are coming up and everybody's starting to be exposed which i totally (laughs) totally wanted to do this show naked today but i won't flash you but (laughs) i was like i just want to we should do that. We should do that for charity sometime, Ryan. I mean, we'll like be like hidden, but naked. We should do that. We should make it a charity thing. Because then it's not like we just wanted to get naked because we're freaking. Or is this just an excuse to just be naked? I always and act like, well, but, but it's for a good cause. I haven't you know? worn underwear since I was in LA. I don't have underwear nice. on right now. Good for you. I just it's, don't. I have like- long underwear on. <laughs> it's that cold. It's interesting, oh though, Sarah, that like, when it comes to like doing this work on, you know, and on paper, it sounds so great. Like I'm gonna do all this work on myself and be better. And then like you start doing the work and you're like, this fucking sucks. Like this is very difficult. Right. And then some people don't want to work on themselves, right. On on the inside. So, and I think, you know, the reflection of that is on the outside. There's people who are always going to resist doing work on themselves. And then the reflection of that in our current state of affairs is the people who don't want to address you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement, they they resist it and say all yeah. lives matter, which is such a simplistic and easily, uh, you know, dismissed argument against Black Lives Matter. But so it's like that's like a reflection of like people who don't want to work on themselves. Correct. All, right? Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. And also, I think part of it too, Ryan, is is straight up ignorance. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people have no idea how much pain and agony that race has gone through. 
uh, it wasn't in, I wasn't taught it in school. Uh, we didn't hear about like maybe a quarter of the things that have happened that the, that culture has had to go through. Um, and it is webbed into America. It's in, it's webbed through the education yeah. system. It, it's webbed through the political system. It's web, webbed through our community communities and the way we communicate with each other. It's webbed through. And that is, uh, you know, so when I speak to them not wanting to grow, I think partly part of it is that they don't even know they need to. Yeah. And, and this was recent. People were recently enslaved here. You know, it's still, it's still, they still are. Fresh. There's people yes. that still are. There's yeah. people that yeah. still are all over the world. And, you know, I, I, I again, um, when we resist change, we create pain. And we're mm -hmm. really seeing that now. And yeah. resistance is the absence of compassion. So good and people often have no fucking idea what compassion is i mean and i'm speaking from a place of total total uh having to die to really learn it it wasn't until i was dead and a part of everybody else and was like oh my god i thought i was separate this whole time that's ridiculous i'm like you know you know, it, it, it wasn't until I came back from being dead that I was like, oh my God, you can yell at me. And I'm, I, I know you're just in so much pain. And it was like no separation then. And now it's been seven years since I died. And I find because I'm in this human place, I have days where I'm like, ha, fuck you, man. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I totally have <laughs> You know, because we are very much in a seemingly separate place, right? But the mm -hmm. truth is, is that this is a part of all of our consciousness that is hurting and is ignorant. And we've got to, each of us, work diligently on ourselves to help clear the ignorance and the hurt within us so that we can help others navigate. Yeah. And that's, Ugh, yes, it's big work. But at the same time, if you can have compassion for your journey, have compassion for that little person inside you that wants to go, but I don't want to do the work. And just, it's okay, buddy. I love you. Come here. Come here. Come here. I love you. What do you need to feel safe to do a little of the work? <laughs> and yeah. then we hear what it is. And then we can start to really provide for, for this dialogue and this script so that we can start to help the script out here change. Oh man, no joke. So really important to remember that too, another huge part, does that answer all your questions, Ryan? I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think, yes, I mean, and that and more. I mean, cause it's, it, it seems, you know, like even as someone who considers themselves an ally and has for, you know, a long time, we, you know, we learn about the Holocaust, we learn about MLK, we yeah. learn about, you know, slavery and all these things in school, even in a 98% white school that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. um, and you're, you're taught that the, the equality arrow is, is on a unstoppable forward uh, direction. Mm -hmm. And that like, okay, we, we, we ended slavery, like, you know, and like, we're, we're, 
we've done it right and we're moving forward and then flash forward to 2000 or 2020 and you realize that like you know that arrow has not been moving forward in an unstoppable way and accepting individual responsibility for not doing enough is difficult it's difficult for me i don't want to face up to that i'm i'm doing my best to do that um but it's you know it's shame you know it fills us with shame and this is right? correct correct and shame is a lie shame is that lie that you have to stay inside your conditioning but the feelings behind shame are real i can love that and that's why we have to keep getting back there you know and digging into ourselves and going okay yeah i know there's but it just it feels awkward to feel and go i'm accountable for ignoring this culture i'm so i'm sorry like that feels awkward but one you know but once we can do that, then we can start the grieving process. And the first step of grieving is denial. Yeah. That it's not even in me. I, I didn't do anything. I was, what am I supposed to do? What? I mean, it was like yesterday I was watching um, Floyd's funeral. Did you guys see any of that? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see the funeral. Or I just started sobbing. I just started absolutely sobbing and I, I had to really just take the whole day to just sit there and be like, I have been fucking totally believing in that arrow and that's my bad. And then I started digging into what the fuck is Boise doing? And there's like no organizations yeah. here. There's very few. So I got in touch with them and you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, all we can do is accept where we're at yeah, and commit to moving forward together. That's, that's the best thing we can do, but it is going to be a grieving process, which brings me to my next point, which is the earth is literally going through a grieving process. And I mean that in, it needed air. So it needed to stop everything on it because it needed its air back. It's like someone who can't breathe. Yeah. The earth can't breathe either. We've been way too pulling and, and sourcing. The earth cannot handle us outsourcing anymore. We've got to in-source. And this is part of us getting into a higher dimension on this planet in our time, evolving into a higher awareness that we can no longer milk from this anymore. You know, we're products of nature, we're extensions of nature, but the earth will be fine without us. And she, <laughs> she won't hesitate kicking us off. You know, it's like, if you watch nature, like see a bunch of bunnies and how they love to get it on. Cue the music. <laughs> and, and, and they'll have a ton of bunnies in one little area, right? And then something will come along to either eat half the bunnies or a virus will kick in and kill off half the bunnies so that the environment can support the amount of bunnies there. And that's what's happening. We have been so sucking on this without giving it anything back that it's got to go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Give me back some fucking air. I need to breathe. Start shaking. And we got a huge fucking earthquake here in Boise two months ago. We've, I've never, what? I lived in yeah. California for 22 years and I never felt an earthquake that big before. <laughs> it was nuts. And, 
you know, I mean, all the, the rainforest burning, all this terrible shit. This earth is in mourning. It is grieving. It's loss. It's, it's grieving. And so therefore it's going to go through a regeneration process and we're either going to be on that ride or we're getting kicked off. This is called climate change. This is called <laughs> viruses. Is it a shock that all our viruses are from fucking animals? No. Yes, thank you. We have abused the shit out of our animals. It's terrible. I mean, and uh, so it's it's getting into out of our denial, getting into the anger. That's the next step in grief is accepting that. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed. I'm going to throw this rock at a window. Not the best way to handle it. <laughs> but um but that's what's happening that's what's happening people are going oh fuck what do i do you know and i hope i'm allowed to curse on this oh like fuck yes all. sarah okay <laughs> 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 that's all i've been doing um the listeners are still waiting for angela to talk about butt sex uh so like this is we'll get to it we'll, we'll get to it, it. <laughs> episode no it's not just butt sex it's butt stuff right butt stuff sorry sorry butt stuff i <laughs> love, I love that, that grief is the segue into butt sex yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we always wonderful somehow. wonderful so then after anger we have bargaining so we're gonna see all the bargaining that's gonna start to happen well what if we do this with the cops and what if we train them and what if we just move to another side of the fucking world and you guys live on that side of the world and we're gonna see all kinds of bargaining happening but this next five years fasten your seatbelts. like it's gonna be it's gonna be intense and there's gonna be a lot of change especially with climate control i mean it, it's like is it being controlled or is it not being controlled conspiracy um but there's so much <laughs> there's so much going on that we have no fucking idea about like how much is happening that we're not being informed on you know we could go down so many fucking rabbit holes here but the bottom line is that we need to get back to a centered place of hope and the only way to get there is to accept what has happened in this world how we, we have not treated ourselves or this earth properly and kindly and with compassion and we need to start today we need to start having compassion and asking ourselves, what the fuck does that even mean? What yeah. is the definition of compassion? Like really getting into that and asking ourselves if we can have that open channel and unplug this, this congestion of earthbound spirits here. I mean, I get, I hear from so many folks on this planet that are drawn to psychopomp work, which is helping spirits cross from here to the other side, because we are so oversaturated with them. Mm -hmm. People are afraid to cross over for fear of just the tiniest things. But if your soul doesn't get the lesson from this lifetime, it gets locked. It gets stuck. And so it has to get the lesson. It has, this is why people make peace at the end of their life all of that. So if they don't make peace, then you keep hearing from this. You keep feeling that tension. So if you're fighting anxiety, depression, if you're having nightmares, if you're, if you're feeling this tension in your life and you don't know where it's coming from, ask your ancestors, ask your well and healthy ancestors. Let's start opening these channels so that healing can start coming in. But if you have to grieve your ancestors, grieve them which a whole culture is doing in America. They are grieving their ancestors through George Floyd and damn straight they should. 
They absolutely should because they have had a lot of pain that has not been grieved. And that is going to keep us awake at night yeah. until, until it's dealt with. You know, every soul that comes to this planet deserves a, a honorable exit, an honorable thanks for trying, better luck next time. Whatever it is, like every, every soul, every animal, every creature deserves that. And there is so much of this we've lost in our culture. We don't honor people the way we used to. We don't honor animals the way we used to. Our land, we don't honor it the way we used to. So we're just seeing a lot of us getting really separated from the one. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's funny that you're using the word honor because that's been a word that keeps coming up for me where mm. I am saying it. I just planted 10 rose bushes at my mom's house mm. and I keep, I keep earthing where I go out my bare feet and I'm just like, I've been doing this ever since I got here. So a couple months now Good. where I go out and I just stand on my bare feet and I connect and I just say, I love you. And at first I felt the energy from her and she's like, she was not open. Earth was not open. Mm-mm. And now I feel like also I'm just you know, I'm trying to lock down protection around this house because I do have a sense of natural disasters coming soon. Mm -hmm. And we have tornadoes now like crazy. So, um, and they're, you know, they, they, they can tear up the house across the street and then not the other one. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, so this is a perfect uh, testimony to talk to your land. Yes. Talk Mm -hmm. to your land. Like yeah. there's, there's stories out there. You hear of people going, oh, but uh, that person always was like praying over their crops. They're the only ones through this drought who had crops grow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's been crazy. The, the rose bushes have spirits. Like they're old. They're all heirloom. The newest one is 1998. It's a hot pink. And my mom was like, that's not an heirloom, <laughs> but it's such a gorgeous hot pink. And then I remember 1998 is when I moved to New York City as like a kid. Like that nice. was my year. Yeah. So I was nice. like, 1998, they're all crazy commemorative years. Like one is the year Mark Twain was born and one is the year her father was born. Like we just... It was very thoughtful. And now I keep working in the earth. Like I planted a flower bed out front and plant, I tore up the one in back and like redid that. But, um, it's really making me feel secure with her. Correct. It's making me. Are you offering tobacco or any sage or anything? No, that's a really good idea. So you want to just, and this is for everybody. If you have land around your home, take a little loose leaf organic tobacco. If you don't like working with tobacco, I get it. You can use mugwort, you can use sage, cedar, cornmeal, can use cornmeal. And just take it to each direction outside your home and just say, thank you. Put your breath into it. Thank you uh, for protecting my land. Thank you for letting me live here. Thank you for supporting me thriving here and being healthy here. Let me know if there's anything I can do to honor you and then drop it in that direction. So Northeast, Southwest, and, and you'll find things start to shift. Energy starts to come into harmony because the hand, the land starts going, Oh, this person's not forgetting about us. We'll support them. (laughs) I love this. I still have all the tobacco I bought for, um, the sweat lodge that we didn't get to go to. Oh, good. Sarah, oh, perfect. That's exactly yeah. it. Use that. Use that. Sarah was. You get that at a smoke shop. 
Yep, at a yeah. smoke shop. I use American Spirit, the organic one. It's not cheap, but I don't. You don't have to use a ton. Just use a pinch, a pinch in yeah. each direction. Um, but n tobacco is a really sacred herb. It's an absorbent, so it absorbs whatever energy you put into it. And nature just thrives. Anytime I throw it around any place I'm camping, animals always show up. Eagles start flying. It's <laughs> trippy. So, so. <laughs> So, you know, if you want to see an animal, throw some tobacco. Uh, <laughs> Always. Oh my God. You guys, I haven't been having nightmares for a really long time. And I think it's, I have some control over my dreams. So even those horrible dreams where your animal's about to run in front of a car, mm. when I'm dreaming, I'm like not happening and it just stops. Good. Um, or, if, or I go pick it up and it's fine. But last night, the first actual, I'm using air quotes, nightmare I've had in, I don't know how long, there was a baby skunk on my mom's back patio playing with my cats and my dog and the the nightmare part was i couldn't get my phone to make a video and i woke up and i was like oh my god that was so awful <laughs> wow that's where i am with nightmares these days which is really great right yeah that's a good spot to be for nightmares i i don't even want to tell you my last nightmare uh, i'm terrified to hear ryan's it was because people were videoing me um <laughs> The, uh, it's inter I, I'm curious about the, at least my outlook, like, I don't think Angela and I have talked about this yet, but like, I find myself since, you know, in the last week, we're recording this on June 9th, by the way, if people are curious. And I found myself, I feel, I have found myself feeling giddy for the first time in a long time, um, to where I'm even dancing in my room and things Good. like this. And you know, and it's to the credit of the younger people and, you know, other and other people as well for, you know, activating me again in such a way. But because, um, you know, I had nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm eternally grateful that it was already established years ago. Mm -hmm. So then it, it had its foundation and its center yeah. uh, already in place for now, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I think that's why it's been so effective. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I think all, you know, we're talking about the grieving process and mm -hmm. like the steps. And I think it feels like this is, this is like such great news, right? That we're going through this. And even though like doing the work is difficult and it can suck and confronting bias and things that you might not even realize you have inside yourself, like you were talking about earlier, um, I think the overall message here is that it's like, this is the best news we could possibly have, right? Absolutely. That we are going through this. And mm -hmm. I've never been more optimistic about the future of this country than I am right now. Good. Like in the history of me being alive and even having a concept of it. Yeah, I've, I've felt that a lot too, but I have allowed myself to have the feelings of sadness and grief that I know so many of our fellow human beings are feeling, even the ones that are still ignorant. They're still in a lot of uh, challenge. They're the yeah. ones who have the biggest road ahead that are denying all of this, that are, whew, they're, whew, it's going to hurt real bad when, when, you know, they're, resources start getting pulled and life is asked to change and they haven't gotten here yet yeah. it's it's going to be extra hard for them to make any adjustments and we're going to see people doing really weird foolish things 
Uh, oh my god yeah yeah it i you saying five years i'm like oh shit because i felt like next year it's gonna be great next year's gonna be great and depending on where you live and what kind of cult like group thought you're in it could Mm -hmm. be you know if you live in a community where everyone's like hey i never use my yard why don't you farm it oh you know i want that neighbor working right working in communities like this and remembering that we have to insource we have to insource everything now which means that we have to source from our towns oh you want to eat beef you need to raise that cattle yeah you need to kill that cow yourself yeah and it that's okay if that's what you have to have so so speaking to that ryan um I, I hear you on the joy part. I felt some of it come through today and I was really relieved because the heavy yesterday was really did that. Well, heavy the past few weeks has been super dense. Um, didn't smack me down till yesterday, but I, for a living, try to help people see the other perspective of things. So I've been having to stay in this very positive place, but um, I have to feel it too, so I can have compassion for what we're going through as a collective. But I think it's fully possible for us to have communities that are thriving and great in six months. I don't see that even being a question, but are they gonna show up? Yeah. And that's gonna be a really hard thing for a lot of people to let go of the past. Um, because the past did work for a lot of people, a lot of rich yeah. people. Oh my God, that's all it, that's the only people it worked for. And unfortunately, they wanna keep being rich and keep wielding, turning that wheel. And there's gonna have to be a huge collective of us that are like, mm, actually, I'm good camping in my truck. Thanks. Yeah. You know, and um thinking in new ways that are innovative and working with green energy and how do i even garden and what does that mean and uh can i maybe i suck at gardening so how can i help put those institutions together that need to be built in my town maybe you're not a gardener maybe you're the guy who builds the green shed you know maybe you're the guy who talks to the community and tells them hey come out for this event or let's split up this land and each family chooses one we have to start working this way again i really think it's the wave of our future if we want to stay on the planet oh yeah yeah that's a really good point sounds like you're talking about a future that's community gardens bitcoin and polyamory i'm I'm here for the gardens (laughs) My my Venus is in Scorpio. I can't. Do uh, that. <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, the responsibility of people who are, you know, you know, from our perspective, further along on this journey, right? Yeah. I've have already started doing the self work, mm-hmm. um, before the society as a whole starts erupting and understanding that radical change is necessary. Mm-hmm. In regards to being in service to those who need it most in the future it could be argued that the people who are going to need it most are the people who are clinging the tightest to uh the old way and so it becomes the question becomes you know like love thy enemy right Mm -hmm. and what is the responsibility of someone who feels like they are further along 
in the future, and this is all hypothetical, of course, in, in trying to help that person, uh, really you know, really leave the past behind them because it's so triggering for so many of us Absolutely. to have those conversations. Compassion. Compassion, acceptance of what's been, and the commitment to move forward without it. The commitment to go, okay, I've had my grief. And that's why it's so important to grieve. That's why it's important to let those emotions move through us. Otherwise, five years down the road, the person who we thought was so enlightened is going to kill their neighbor because their neighbor's caught eating a Twix bar. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) I mean, it's a weird time. (laughs) It is. It's super weird. But it's so, I I think that's a great question. I really believe that it's dues. You have to maintain your own self garden and remember that that person's you. A person's an extension of of us, regardless of what we've done in our life. Somewhere in our life, we created this situation to happen in front of us. So have compassion for them as if they are you. Embrace it and move on. Committing to saying, okay, I've done my work. I'm let go. I'm committing to moving forward. And I think it's difficult for me to least in my past, I would never put up my own personal boundaries with those people. Um, and I think that's what I've been learning, especially this past week. Do you think you've had a hard time letting things go, Ryan? Um, I'm not like, there's certain things that I've had a difficult time letting go in my life in general. Right. And the, I've always kind of had an all or nothing attitude. And I've noticed that when, um, when I didn't feel like in the past, when I, when I didn't feel like I could solve the problem, whether Mm -hmm. it was my own personal issue or uh, an ill of society, I felt paralyzed by like my inability to solve it. And sometimes that would cause me to have inaction. Right. And so I've realized Mm -hmm. that's not the way to do it. The world is, all these things are puzzle pieces and it's much more fun to make a puzzle when there's a million people around the table putting one piece in, as opposed to solving the whole puzzle myself. Right. Totally. Yes. Letting that weight come off you. Yeah. But I wonder, like, I'm trying to think like exactly what I was saying, but like these personal boundaries, like I, I've told people who, you know, maybe on social media, I'm like, I'm not going to have the all lives matter conversation with you. No. I've decided to put up that boundary. I've decided it's not my job to explain to you from square one. Right. And in the past, I've been like, I have to listen to everybody who disagrees with me because I have to show compassion and things like that. So I guess my question is, it's like, when it comes to establishing your personal boundaries, I don't want to build a fence around my garden. Right. But at the same time, I can't, you know, by answering every question by someone walking by my garden, it gives me no time to tend it. Is that, does that seem fair? Like, absolutely. And I think that that's, those are things that are going to be decided then. It's just going to have to be, you know, there's so much we don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much. I keep and, trying you know, to see and they're just like, nope. No. It's funny too. Even they, with people's readings lately, like they're not, they're saying not, this is going to happen if you do this, but I don't know when, you know, no. I think it's a lot of, um, there's still so much to be decided collectively there's still so many different schools of thought that can make big decisions to affect us all. 
uh, it's really hard to use our intuition to see what's going to go on because so many souls still have free choice, free will, you know, uh, and we always will. That's why we're here. But it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, am I going to allow fight and flight to run my life? I think is a great question to just pros in general, just across the board, because when it comes to boundaries, a lot of the reasons why we break them is because we go into a fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And literally what happens is we go or of a, oh my God, I'm not, I'm going to miss out on this if you trust this, or I'm not going to be able to have that if you do this to me, or, you know, it's yeah. wants and desires that are outside of us. And what happens is we forget to go inside and make a better choice. So that fight or flight happens and our neuroplasticity right in front of our frontal lobe freezes up. This is why we call it fight, fly, fight or flight or freeze. Because that neuroplasticity freezes up. Now, this is where we make our judgment calls. This is what, this is what gets fried when we drink and we make poor choices, right? So when we go into fight or flight mode, we can't make a new choice. We can't make a new decision. This is why we repeat bad habits. Ooh, so the, that's so good. So the way we stop that is breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got to breathe. Bri- yeah, bring the brain oxygen. Bring it oxygen. Remind it that you're not being chased by the bear. That you don't have this. This major thing's not going to be taken away from you if you breathe. Yeah, I and keep then- telling people don't lead with fear. Don't make fear-based decisions. Don't lead with fear. So now you're going to tell them breathe. And now don't mm-hmm. let you, now you have, now you're able to separate the fear from your centered space and go, yes. ah, I don't have to go that way. Yep. So this book, I want to just, am I allowed to turn people onto a book? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Ryan's so always a, doing it. <laughs> this is a really great book on breath work. Breath work, how to use your breath to change your life. Um, it's by Andrew Smart. Ooh, and he sounds smart. The reason why I love it is, well, the pictures are great. And I just oh, love yeah. the pictures. <laughs> Show them um, to us, Sarah. <laughs> I have, this, is, this is which one? My favorite is the, um, hang on. But it goes through different uh, breath work. So it's not just one. It gives you many different, just look, this is Zen. So it goes into Zen Buddhism a bit, but it just teaches you um, different practices. This one's the three-part breath that I work a lot with my clients with. And it just gives you who it's for, why you should use it, like the three, who needs it? Artists, writers, lovers, naturalists, the grieving, those desperately needing to grieve, healers, the healing, people with mommy, daddy issues, anyone with resentments to shed. Oh, that's why so I use it with all my clients. Everybody, everybody needs it. <laughs> but it goes, you know, it goes, it's really easy. And then it gives you the easy breakdown of what, where the breath comes from. And then a really simple practice at the end of the chapter. It's like the quickest, easiest read, and you can immediately apply it. The great thing about this one specifically is at the end, it has a Kundalini exercise to help release anger. Oh, 
So it's just really helping people with the grieving process through this. So I highly suggest it. It's a great, easy handbook if you well, are not familiar well, with breath work. Yeah, we'll post it to our social too. I yeah, it's well, a great one. That's great. Well, yeah. this has been really fun to see you again. And uh, for the patrons uh, who can see you uh, and see us uh, and to also hear you. Uh, it's always also very refreshing you. and, you know, grounding to, uh, you it's know, all the best things. Yeah. It's Ryan, all the best things. Sarah, Sarah and I have an exercise planned for you. Um, uh, for me. Yeah. You, um, um let me find this. Hey wait, there. I got mine. Do you want me to do mine wait, first? Yeah. To, do, to yeah. do now or to do so, later? To do right now. You're just going to listen. So, um, anybody listening, this Ryan, is a surprise. This is it's a... very modest. Ryan is probably too modest for his own good. He won't read our reviews. He won't read his own reviews. He won't read any of that um, because well, many different reasons, I'm sure. But we've been getting such amazing reviews lately. I My uh, self-esteem is through the roof because of these and I want Ryan's to be too. So Sarah's going to read one of the recent ones and I'm going to read another. <laughs> Don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Um, that's but that's the, but that's the that's the title of your. Oh, that's yeah. the, oh. <laughs> it's so good. You're welcome. Okay, Angela and Ryan have great chemistry and share witchy stuff with us. I have laughed so much since I started listening. Recently became a patron, and I love your videos. You are both so delightful. I feel like we are friends, and I just secretly admire and love you both. Well, it's not so much of a secret anymore. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for sharing your magic. I look forward to your weekly podcast and I'm searching for others like it, but haven't found anything like it since. That's the well, best very, freaking compliment. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. And like heartfelt and genuine. Yeah. When I saw these, I was, I was like, is this for real? They're so, the reviews we've been getting lately are so beautiful. And we have lots of good reviews from before. So I'm going to read one. Uh, the subject is cal or titled Calming Energy by E Moon Mama. <laughs> I love listening to Angela and Ryan, no matter what topic, and especially the chats off topic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's mostly mine. Ryan, I wait, time out. Was this for Ryan or for you? I'm not <laughs> Ryan goes off topic plenty too. This is we're we're enablers of this, but this is usually he can reel me in, and I'm not. I'm, no, I don't I'm, reel uh, anybody in when they're off topic. I'm glad um, to practice my uh, my humility through through Angela right now. <laughs> Good job. Their Good job. their banter makes me solo laugh constantly. Love looking like that crazy person. They both bring something unique and insightful to my growing understanding of magic. I can listen to them for hours and hours. Thanks, Angela and Ryan. That's so sweet. I can't That's listen to sweet. us for hours and hours. <laughs> Thank oh, you to uh, the reviewer of that one. That was very yeah, sweet. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. I'm probably going to keep reading these to Ryan, so feel free to leave them. To tell him how much you love him, and I'll make sure he hears about it. I am very touched by the people who leave such kind things. I, you know, I just avoid the comment sections in general from mm -hmm. years of posting YouTube videos and things like that. I don't, I don't Not need, the same way. I get I, it. you know, cause I mean, for every, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's a thing in stand up comedy too. Like you can have 200 people in a room, but after the show, you just wonder why that one person up front wasn't laughing. It's just, uh, it's like a flawed thing that like, it's just like, you know, that we, 
specifically as comedians, like you focus on that, right? Uh, for some reason. So I kind of just try to stay away from that stuff. Um, I'm very grateful for it. And I don't want people to think that I, you know, I'm not grateful for it. But I think people's comments are very um, illuminating for other people who might be searching for a podcast, yeah. right? And so they read what other people think of, of the podcast and say, oh, these people seem to like it. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll give it a listen, you know? So, um, so I apologize if anyone is upset that I'm not diving in. <laughs> I will, I will read them to you, Ryan. But, but um, trust that Angela is sending me them constantly, like through text message. And, and I do, I do. I send him stuff all the time. And he will like reply two days later. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like he has to work up the nerve to be complimented. So yeah, please keep I writing get it. these things. I mean, I'm, I don't have this problem at all. I have a Leo moon. I live for compliments. I live for praise. I accept compliments and praise. <laughs> well, we say in the in healing fields when we're training, they're like, if you're going to take a compliment, are you drinking Budweiser? No, it's seltzer water. <laughs> okay. I wish he'd drink a Budweiser. I was like, he never, he will, he does, he barely drinks. I have, I have Dr. Brew. Dr. Brew. I have oh, a, yeah. I have my own bottle that I keep reusing for my soda stream, not to brag. Good you're welcome, job. Earth. My, yeah, I'm lucky. obviously her favorite. Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you guys, or, or wait, were you in the middle of saying something, Sarah? Yeah, I was just saying finish, that finish your thought. if you're willing to take the compliment, you, you just take the insult as well. Don't let either of them raise your cortisol level Ooh. because it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because, and then you can maintain a neutral place where life's turns and twists don't affect you so badly. And that takes massive training and but we have to do it in the healing fields because we have to remember that i'm not doing anything so people might say oh my god you're so great and i'm like yeah i didn't do anything and <laughs> but then when somebody insults me it's like yeah well i didn't do anything oh that's good because be there that's because, not this life that's not this soul contract <laughs> it's taken it's definitely taken me practice but maintaining the humble is really helpful and remembering that we're caretakers of the medicine here. Yes. We're, you know, I'm not the medicine. I'm just a caretaker to make sure it gets to the right place at the right time for you, for your seven ancestors back and seven forward. That's what yeah. I'm working for in this lifetime. But it's, it's, um, so it's a good practice you have going, Ryan. I totally get it. Like in some schools of thought, they'd be like, oh, you want to read the positive comments? Then you have to read the negative ones. Yeah, I've always thought off. that about comedians. It's like, or as being a comedian, like if someone tells me I suck, I dismiss them as an idiot who doesn't know what they're talking about. But then someone who after a show tells me, oh my God, you're my favorite comedian. You're so great. I'm, I just decide to listen to that person arbitrarily. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, and there, it is a little I different in comedy. Works. It's a little different in comedy than it I'm is like, from healing because some people can be experts in totally. like listening. Like they listen to a lot of comedy so they can have, you know, a heightened opinion yeah. when it comes to that. But I totally, but the main reason I do it is because I'm aware enough of myself to know it will How go to, to my, it will go to yeah. my head. Like I can't use it as fuel like Angela might. Yeah. Um, if I think I'm too good at something, I stop working. Yes, that's oh great. Oh my God. Oh yeah, my God. True. Yeah. I, so. I don't, I good don't, job. I guess I don't. I but don't it's know. a weakness. I, have, I wish I didn't have that weakness. Uh, I wish I could just take it all, all, all the love, you know, but I'm also trying to be more open to abundance of love, prosperity, all things. Mm. So, right. 
you know, I'm not against hearing these things. And so it's just breathing, breathing. And when that old symptom of that old container wants to go, don't take it in, don't take it in, just go, I'm just going to hear it. I'm just going to let it come in and then I'm going to let it go. Doesn't mean you have to hold on to it and like hoard it away, hoard all those comments. (laughs) You know, you don't have to. I'm going to put this one in my bag. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whenever I feel sad, I'll read them. Everybody who leaves us um, reviews, I always put them in a special little abundance jar for the altar. I do. Well, that's I'm, like, I'm like, that's you different. gave to me, I'll give to you. And then the that's not what I meant. We, we go to Angela's house and all her wallpaper is the comments from all Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pictures of me. Meanwhile, just I'm just kidding. walking around town with a large bag, like a plastic bag. Like, look what people say about me. People love me. You're an asshole. I'm great. And they're like newspaper clippings of J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, the, the new Ryan. Um, I also wanted to ask everybody, I just, um, I started, uh, this was something I asked for a while ago. I wanted to um, be able to communicate with animals and I've been able to channel people's animals lately. And I am so in love with this and I'm so grateful for it. And it's something that I had to ask to receive and be good at. Um, but there are two missing cats right now. And I would really love it. And if anybody, if a listener's ever missing a pet, please tell us, email us, and I will ask people to light a candle and pray for them as well. We want right now to get Barry to Elizabeth. Sarah, you know Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Um, and Barry is okay. He's just on like a spiritual quest, I saw. He's pretty okay. But I would like him to go home soon. And um, he's he's okay. But also cats should be home. Um, but the one I'm really worried about is Freya. And I channeled her energy. She's very scared. She's skittish. I saw her under this blue house with like red bricks and um, stones. And then I texted Aslan. I was like, hey, can you get a read on this? She told me the same thing. And then the person, Faith, who Freya's mama, this is a trailer right across the street from her. So she ran Mm -hmm. over, hasn't found Freya yet, but um, she really needs to get home. So if everybody could just light a little candle and just say a prayer for these cats, I would be so grateful as would would their mamas, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. And if you ever have a missing pet, like, yeah, right in, we'll we'll announce it. I'm, uh, cats are just, we don't deserve them. They're too good. You know, Sarah, you know what I'm talking about. Ryan needs a cat. Didn't I tell you that? Didn't no. I tell you that last time? I, Ryan asked me what kind of familiar he needed, and I saw a cat with him. I think he'd be a good cat daddy. Well, There's he's a cat, got, or what's that? You have cat protectors. Oh, that's right. He walks with the lion. Mm-hmm. There's a cat a couple doors down. That's like a little kitten that's been growing. That's oh. always hanging out by the... Uh, Is it the, stray? No, no. It's inside Simon's oh. apartment. I'm like, cause it's yours now. <laughs> it's always just kind of, it's always just kind of like looking outside uh, from oh, their yeah. sliding glass window. It's really cute. Chiseling at Ryan's heart. Yes, chiseling. <laughs> Rue um, was on top of me the other night, and people there have been like some crazy psychic attacks lately for people. Mm-hmm. People are getting crazy, but she sleeps on me, and I know it's because when I asked her project, she's guarding me. She's making sure I can find my way home and all this stuff. Something came at us in the night. And she, she bolted off my chest and I was like, oh my God. And I could feel that it was something that I think was meant for me that came for her. And she's standing there and she's terrified. And I'm like, it's okay. And I go to touch her and something came at her again. She jumped up, scratched my face open and ran out of the room. It was wild. It was so wild. But I'm saying, I'm telling you this, Ryan, because cats, she's, she's clawing at the door right now. She, I, I wish you guys could see this. Well, what you saying about me, mama? Um, <laughs> totally. But, but I think that they're such great protectors. I cannot push 
pet cats yeah. enough. No, it's true. Cleo is pissed. She can't be in this office with me. Oh, so why much. can't she? Because it's, uh, I'm in actually an art house. There's a, uh-huh. the, the floor above me is all artists. And uh, yeah, she can't. I mean, I could probably bring her in here in her box, but it would take her the whole day to finally get out of the box. And then I'd have to get her back in the box and it'd be a better yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Minor, <laughs> minor nightmares as well. But I think I worship them at this point. Um, They're pretty great. Lots of Egyptian imagery comes up when I read people with cats. It's great. Um, I also wanted to announce really quick and then I will shut up. So patrons, we're having a Netflix watch party this Saturday. Uh, $2 you can watch with us. We're going to chat in a sidebar. Um, Prairie oh. Rose. It's going to be so fun. I asked Sarah. She's like, I don't do horror I movies. Don't, I, right I now, the know, voting. Like, I don't want to. I really don't want to watch a horror movie by myself at home. Aw, um, can't you watch it with, with any, any roommates? No. Nobody will watch with you? No, it's a quarantine lockdown over here. Oh, um, that's right. You're all keeping distance. We're yeah, probably yeah. watching The Gollum, which is a Jewish horror movie. Oh. So it's cultural, Ryan. It's more, it's like foreign cultural. Think about it like that. But so Prairie Rose, who I do conjure the cocktail with, <laughs> she is making a special recipe for The Gollum. And uh, the vote, vote's close today. So if you're a patron or if you want to go become a patron, hurry up and get in there and vote on which movie and join so you can watch this. Tucker vs. Dale. Vote for Tucker vs. Dale. I've seen it. Ah! <laughs> I put that on there just for you, Ryan, because I know I about your that. horror thing. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, well, cool. Well, yeah, that will be fun. It will be fun to uh, have a watch party. Um, Sarah, let's remind people where they can find you. Sure. Uh, soul, S-O-U-L, rollinglove at gmail.com. Or you can just look at my website, soulrollinglove.com. <laughs> and um, you can see what workshops I'm running. I'm about to run... Wow, I've been asked to teach shamanism just straight ahead. I'm going to be teaching people. What? Yeah, I'm in. I'm. <laughs> I am not fucking around. I am in. Okay. Even um, remember, remember a long time ago when I asked you, I was like, "Who should I be working with?" Like in LA, and you were like, "Me." <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> no. They told you, and I was like, "Of course." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so I'm going to be teaching from the beginning, like journey work. And then I'm going to mix my modality because I work with shamanism, Reiki, uh, American Indian, different practices there. Um, just totally off the wall kind of, I mean, I was raised Christian. So it's, so it's just kind of all over the board working with your guides, but it's mostly going to be focused on really building your relationship with spirit so that you can do your own divination work and moving into that. But that's going to be extraction work, psychopomp work, soul retrieval, teaching you how to do that for clients, for loved ones. It's really intense work. So those will be like three hour classes and I can't believe I'm wow. being it, but um, we're going to do that. You have to, have to, have to email me if you want to take any, cause you can't jump in later in the class, unless you've taken my journey workshops, then you can, might be able to jump in depending on how much you've worked with journey work. Um, because it's really about you working with your compassionate, helpful spirits. And then we build from that, but I will be mixing, you know, different modalities, uh, because I work with tuning forks and all kinds of things as you damn like everything yeah yeah and then you you guys want to be on sarah's email list because even just the basic meditations the zoom stuff i do a lot of free meditations just to help Mm -hmm. people get through this time you know uh and then my 
I did, I ran an empath class this past couple months and I'm so glad I started that because it grew into this <laughs> wild, interesting alchemy of self-realization that I didn't know it was going to turn into. <laughs> so that was ah. a trip um, and just really helping people open their third eye. So there's the empath class that I'm going to focus on. People want me teaching Reiki that's totally a separate class from shamanism. So shamanism and Reiki are different schools, even though I mix them. Um, so whatever you're drawn to, uh, just know that those classes are going to be coming forward in the next couple months. And then, uh, wow. Also, Sarah does one-on-ones. Yes. Yeah, right. Sarah does one-on-ones and um, she, her gifts include being able to see your soul contract. And yeah. it's a big one. It kind of redefines your whole freaking life. Um, right. <laughs> no I mean, mine it. was like, I was like, I knew it was that. And then you told me and I was like, that, that's it. It's on. And it changed oh, my life. Super common. I had a client the other day and I was like, your job's to learn how to let go in this lifetime. And he was just like, that's been my mantra. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm so like, glad yeah. that's not mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Um, <laughs> mine's freedom. That yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, but it took me till 40 to actually allow myself to live in freedom. I mean, you guys know I left an HR job to become a full-time shamanic practitioner. Yeah. yeah. I love the way that resignation letter looked. <laughs> <laughs> I must leave this corporate, really cozy job to be a shamanic practitioner full-time. To heal people spiritually. Yeah. Well, you know, at least help guide them and assist them in the right direction for them. So it's, well, that's going to be the new American did. dream. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank all the gods. O and praise goddesses. Odin that you are here Enter. with us now. <laughs> I've been watching so much. I've been watching Viking season six. Just I knew, I knew nice. that's where I came from. Nice. Uh, but I also just watched four seasons of a different Viking show on Netflix. So like, wow. praise Odin. Uh, by <laughs> Thor's hammer. I am so glad you are here. Um, Thanks, Ryan. Okay, well, Thanks, we're going to jump over and do a quick secrets. Um, oh, yeah, Sarah's going to tell a secret. And oh, then, uh, but in the meantime, you can yes. find us at uh, Where Magic Happens on Instagram. This is where the magic happens.com. She's at lovable. I'm at Rising. And you're on Instagram as well, Sarah. Yes, Soul, Soul Rolling Love. love. At Soul Rolling Love. So, uh, you know, give a follow if you'd like. And then, yeah, uh, and if you like cat pics, Sarah and I are the Instagram accounts for you. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you could be. You could get on this could cat be. train. Maybe someday I'll live in a place where I can have a cat. Hmm. Um, I cannot have a cat here. I'm picturing like an emotional place. like being Oh, yeah. Maybe someday place. I'll be in a place where I can be the top bitch in the apartment. Okay. Aww. Like when I don't need to be number one. <laughs> then maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. <laughs> maybe this I'll, was the best part. Can, so is he in that box or is, is it different? It's different, for different everybody. It is. Because oh, you're, yeah. you're down, Angela's. Oh, really? Because you're over. right next to me, right? And we're pointing yeah. at each other. It's right different. Oh, yeah. It's you're different. at the bottom Angela's, for me. Angela's at the bottom for me. That's for oh. people who can see the video. You'll know what we're talking about. That's um, hilarious. But my video is the one that goes up. So you are there and Angela is there. Oh, fun. well then. Watching. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> How's that feel, Ryan? Well, actually, that's Angela's armpit. You're getting Angela's armpit. Oh, shoot. The other way. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that's, you got me. See, you got to me, me that, that was my armpit, which she just did. But you guys, you want to be a patron. I mean, could you hear this physical comedy going on that you could actually yeah, this see is with great. your eyeballs? Yeah. And uh, 
So thank you all for listening. Be safe. Uh, I love love you so much. We love you, Sarah. Thank you for being here. uh, I love Reach out to Sarah. I honor you. And I honor you. Oh. I honor you guys. So ha. Uh, and uh, that's my Tantra thing. Um, yeah. And so just remember. This shit is real. 